Hey y'all, welcome, oh welcome back, this is Talking Shit with Deja, where we drop the all because not only can I talk my shit, but I want you to talk your shit too, hope you all are doing lovely today, and if you're not, I'm sorry, but I hope my lovely voice makes you feel just a little bit better, or if you're watching the video, I hope my smile passes through to you so you can smile too <laughs> but yeah y'all so we're in week 33 so last week we talked about emotional intelligence and i thought that was a great topic to go through because it's a lot of people i don't think that they emotionally intelligent and just to be able to put a name to the face because y'all know i like being able to put a name to the face just knowing what it looks like to be emotionally intelligent, knowing that it is really important to be emotionally intelligent. It's something that you should work towards being. Is everybody going to be able to get to a place where they could genuinely say, I'm emotionally intelligent? Maybe not. But it is something that you should work towards because it is how you sustain a lot of the relationships that come within your life. So it was just a good topic, and it was nice being able to know that, you know, me putting in all of the work that I've been putting in on my mental has been helping me to become just a little bit more emotionally intelligent. Um, I have I have completely transformed. I'm all different dejeuner, and, you know, it's due to life, because life be life, and, but doing that introspection work being able to go back in the past, evaluate those things and, you know, learning how to remove myself from out of a situation so I can see both sides of the coin and all this other stuff that has played a part in why I handle emotions just a little bit differently now and how I handle emotions when it comes to other people. You know, it's just nice to know I'm on the right track. So that episode definitely was very helpful in knowing that. You know what, Dejanae, you doing? You doing the little stuff, so. Um, so yeah, so I am gonna go a little bit off flow. Y'all know we was flowing a little bit. I'm gonna go off flow just a little bit. But um, if you made it to the end of last week, you would know what we're talking about. But in the event that you did not, um, this week for week 33, y'all, I wanna talk about masculine and feminine energies because baby that is such a hot topic in the black community online which is like all these people that keep being like oh women are not supposed to be in their masculine and why would we want a woman that's in her masculine like we can't use an excuse of us being in our feminine every time that we come to the table so why do y'all get to use and the reason why i'm saying it like this y'all is because when you go to complaining and shit like that, you really sound like you're in your feminine. <laughs> and I don't even think they be realizing it. Like, regardless of how deep your voice is or how much oomph you have behind your words, you sound very feminine every time you go to complaining about, you know, masculine and feminine, especially when you don't understand that both male and females have masculine and feminine within them. Like, we are supposed to have a balance or at least know how to ebb and flow in between it. Yes, women are typically more likely to rely on their feminine energy, while men are typically more likely to rely on their masculine energy. 
But that does not mean that you don't have the others and that you are not supposed to use both of them. I I sometimes think, or like I've been thinking about it where like, I feel like a lot of the reason why men online may say, and this is my thought process, (laughs) why they say that, you know, they don't necessarily want a masculine man I mean, a masculine man, a masculine woman is because I feel like men have never been able to tap into their their feminine side. Like at the moment when they were little and they wanted to cry, they had to shut that shit down. They always had to keep going like they really could not tap into their feminine energy at all. And I feel like there's a, a big deficit and them having feminine energy within their life because they don't really know how to tap into it by themselves. And so I feel like that's why like a quote unquote hyper masculine man would say he wants a super feminine woman is because there's a deficit. And we all know that our life is set up to try and balance itself or to have some type of homeostasis within the environment. So if you have this overly masculine person, it makes sense as to why he would want an overly feminine person because he lacks it. But the bad thing about an overly masculine or overly feminine person is that you need the other energies to be able to get you through life. Like overly feminine women, they, they they have the tendency to get ran over a lot. And overly masculine people have the tendency to not tap in emotionally with their partner a lot or with people in general. Like you have a hard time really bonding with people because you're overly relying on the go, go, go rather than just being. So it's it's weird. And it's it's a lot due to, you know, how we were raised and the thought process behind everything. And it was passed down to us. I feel like it was passed down to us from ignorant ass people. Like, unfortunately, and this is no shots to America. We really don't have culture a little bit, just a little bit. Like everything is so dichotomy set up in the sense of like, there's no in between. It's always one or the other. And it's just like everybody else around the world, if you pay attention to them and their like how they practice stuff, especially people over in Asia, they know the flow of how things are set up. They know that, you know, there there's gonna be masculine women and feminine men, and that there's an ebb and a flow in between it. Not necessarily that a man is gonna be super feminine, but they know that they're the men have the capabilities of being feminine and the women have the capabilities of being masculine. Like everybody knows this stuff for Americans and it loses me just a little bit. So of course, you know, because they don't get it, they're uh, like due to slavery and things and them passing down their fucking knowledge to us as the black community. Now it's rooted into our community, which is why you see people online arguing about women being too damn masculine and and all this other stuff and how feminized men have become. And it's just like, I do think there's a brokenness within how we use our masculine and feminine. I think that there's complete brokenness, but that also has a lot to do with the the mental shit that we got going on in our community. But 
we all are supposed to be able to ebb and flow out of it. I think men are supposed to be mostly masculine and women are supposed to be mostly feminine, but it ain't guaranteed that all men and all women are going to just stick to those things. Like, like they say, there's outliers to everything. So there's going to be women that have, that are super masculine and going to be men that are super feminine. Those are outliers. Yes. But then I think there's a whole spectrum in between. So I found a website because y'all know I'd be finding my website. <laughs> that actually talks about it from the, the Asian or more so the Chinese side of things where it talks about the yin and the yang. But before I get there, I kind of want to go through the characteristics um, of masculine and feminine and you know what it looks like when they're on track versus what it looks like when they're not on track. And then we'll go through those uh, things from the website. Um, so I'm going to put a picture. Let me slide over. I'm going to put a picture right here um, so that you all can see what I'm seeing on my computer screen when I'm going through the chart. Um, so there's a, a Venn diagram. I can't believe I still know what that is called. <laughs> um, explaining the feminine energy and masculine energy. Of course, you know, in the middle is balance, which I personally don't necessarily know if you need a balance of it, but I think you do know how, need to know how to ebb and flow. And when I go through the stuff at the end or after this, you'll know why I say you need to know how to ebb and flow in and out if you're capable of doing it. Again, there's some people that's super feminine, some people that's super masculine. So I don't know if you're gonna be able to ebb and flow, but you know, for those who are in the middle, which is, I'm like, I'm one of those ones in the middle, you know, it teaches you how to ebb and flow versus, you know, just being directly on one side or and stuff like that. So, um, so it says the feminine energy is a mode of being. So that means that uh, you are receiving, you have an intuitive mind, and you're more likely to be internal, like a, a I want to say, is it like a, in, I don't know what it's trying to say there. <laughs> when it says internal, y'all, when I when I put the picture, y'all don't know why I, I just got stumped. <laughs> um, and then it says you're receptive, fluid, allowing, feeling, empathetic, vulnerable, and creative. And then some things that happen when you're imbalanced is you tend to be powerless, manipulative, needy, oversensitive, and codependent. So I definitely can <laughs> definitely can uh, vouch for those imbalances, um, especially that codependent one. Ooh, that's this one right there. This, mm, yeah. And then on the masculine side is it's the mode of doing. So you just want to do instead of being your doer. Um, and then it says you're giving. You're the logical mind, and then external. Well, not necessarily you're the logical mind. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. These are the energies and what they represent. So the masculine energy is the lo logical side of the brain. The feminine energy is the intuitive side. And then external means that you go out 
Or, oh, okay, I think I do understand. So for feminine energy, when it says internal, that means you're focused on inside, which is why, like, when I talk about the next set of things, it talks about how it's feelings-based and you meditate and you journal. It's all that self-improvement work is going to be, like, self-improvement work pertaining to your emotions is going to be internal. That makes a lot of sense versus external is you're always on go. So you're always doing something. You're basically putting things into motion and that requires you to be external. That's okay. That's what that means. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I, y'all, I be trying to interpret as I go. <laughs> and then the um some other characteristics is your projective, your focus, your achieving, planning, confident, goal-oriented, driven. Um, and when you have an imbalance of your masculine energy, you tend to be aggressive, confrontational, controlling, micromanaging, and competitive. So again, one person could have all this stuff genuinely can have all this stuff on this Venn diagram. And when it's imbalanced, you could literally be all these things. Like, I think that women are more aggressive. They might be more confrontational, but they also might be high, like more likely to manipulate. Like it's a lot of women out here manipulating right now. Um, some might be really needy. Um, that that be me a little bit. When I'm imbalanced, I'm really needy and codependent. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like um competitive. I'm very competitive. And it's it's to the detriment sometimes. Like I mentioned last week, I'm the type of arguer where I want to win, or I just but I'm getting better. I don't really argue to win anymore. I don't think it's it's helpful. It's not beneficial and stuff like that. Like the competitive side of me, I'm learning to route it in the directions it needs to go. So like, I like football. So that's where I could put my competitive side is towards football. Like when I'm watching it and talking and stuff. Like if y'all see me at my college, when I was in college at the football games, it was funny because the people around me was yelling at everything. And not yelling, they was laughing at me because I would be yelling at, at the boys because, yeah, I'm very competitive. And when I go to arcades, like, I love arcade dates because I get to let my little competitive side out or whatever. So it's just so, it's so fun. And I'm learning where to navigate the competitive side and not trying to put that you know, into arguments, because I am an arguer to win type of person, but I'm like getting better, becoming more aware and stuff like that. So again, when you're off balance in any of your energies, any of these are likely to come out. There's a lot of manipulative ass men out there too. There's a lot of codependent ass men out there. There's a lot of needy men out there. <laughs> like, there's a lot of oversensitive men out there. Why you think these people out here getting shot up like no tomorrow? Because they're oversensitive. So it's just like when you start to realize that you really can be both 
you start doing some internal work for your feminine side and working on the external things for your masculine side, which is why I love that, you know, more dudes are going to the gym and stuff. But I also see more dudes getting into yoga and meditation and, you know, journaling because they're working on their feminine side. So it's like there's there's a ebb and a flow of both that you should know how to improve on both sides because whether you like it or not, you got both. And if you don't tend to your feminine side and you're a man, that shit go run you like no tomorrow. That's why we got angry black men is running you like no tomorrow. And then for women, like, if you don't get your shit together, like, if you want to, well, I think women are very aware that they're masculine, but <laughs> you need to get that shit under control, too, because there's no reason why you should be competitive in your relationships or, you know, aggressive towards people. Like, there's no reason why that should be coming out on a, if it comes out on an everyday basis, there's no reason why it should come out. So it's like, we, I think women are more aware that we have it, but they're like a lot of women are not working on how to control it and to make it so that it's not overpowering them. While men just try to ignore the shit altogether. And that's the reason why they over here just online complaining and bitching and all this other stuff because they, they swear they're not feminine. And it's like, we both got it. And the quicker you realize that you got it, the more control you can have over yourself. But it is, as long as you keep denying it, the feminine go keep running your life because what you gonna do, keep suppressing it. You can only suppress emotions for so long before that chip pop off like uh, like the little lid on the, the the can of Pringle things with the words that pop out. <laughs> like, just, you can only suppress it before the shit pop out. Like, stop denying it. And, uh, like, I really wish that more people would just be like, okay, you know what? I do notice I rely on my emotions a lot. It's because I have a feminine side of me. And if I learn how to control it, and allow it to come in when it needs to, like when you're being intimate with your partner or when you have children and you have to be intimate with them or being intimate with your family. Like you gotta know when to put it into place and when to put it in the box. You ain't gotta let your feminine side come out all the time if you this nigga or whatever. Let's not say nigga, if you're this man or whatever, but like you need to know how to pull it out when you need to. And I think for women, y'all need to learn how to put that thing in the box too. Like learn how to bring out your masculine when it's needed. But you're supposed to be able to rely on your feminine just as much or if not a little bit more than your masculine. Like, I get that America has made it seem like feminine is just not worth a shit, so don't nobody want to be in it. But there's so much beauty in just being. Like, a lot of the, the people that, you know, all these men online are talking about and, uh, like, these OnlyFans people, they just being them. <laughs> like, they just being. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they just being sexy and just putting themselves out there and now they get paid six figures or five figures or seven figures because you know some of them out there popping for just being just being feminine but I mean it's just like you gotta know when to ebb and flow in it and not let you know one 
just overtake and overshadow the other and not being broken in any of it. So that's kind of just the opening for the characteristics. So this website that I found, I came across, it was fire, y'all. Like it talked about yin and yang. So yin is going to be the feminine side of things and yang is your masculine side. So this is something that's more so in the Chinese culture. Um, but it explains stuff so well, or the website that I got this information from explains stuff so well that I was just like, let me pass this information along to people because people might be able to identify themselves with, you know, where they are, excuse me, on the spectrum of masculine and feminine. And I, I, cause I am, when I go through it, I am lesser yin which means that I'm mostly feminine, but I got masculine in me too. And there's a lot of women out there that's probably lesser yin. There's probably a lot of women that's greater yin. There's a lot of um, men that are lesser yang, a lot of men that are greater yang. Um, and then there's your outliers. I feel like your outliers are going to be the men that tend to be greater yin and lesser yin and then the women that tend to be greater yang and lesser yang but again i think those are outliers i think those are not your, your typical men and women i think men tend to be on the yang side women tends to be on the yin side but again it's not that you can't be on the, the, the vice versa and stuff like that. So I just want to go through these things. So for the greater yin, so that's going to be all the way on your feminine side, 100% feminine. So it says you feel it all. You feel things sometimes before actually understanding them. You have a bleeding heart and tend to side with the underdog. You may require more alone time than most. It's possible others have called you needy or sensitive before, like we mentioned in the imbalances. Um, you may not necessarily be an introvert, but you likely exhibit introverted tendencies. It's funny because a lot of women, as we are paying attention now to what's going on, they're introverts. A lot of people keep saying, why are women in the house? Y'all talk about y'all want a good man, but y'all in the house. It's probably because they're, they're, they're leaning into their feminine side. They just like to be inside. That's just them. Like, y'all want us to be feminine? We inside with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it says the strengths of a greater yin person. And I ain't going to say it's just women. It's men out there that like being inside, too. It might be leaning, leaning into your yin side. So, yeah. <laughs> so the strengths of a greater yin person is you're great at getting vulnerable, honest, transparent, and authentic. It's a beautiful thing. It's nearly impossible for you not to be in integrity. You're wise and pensive and have the ability to connect deeply with any person or situation. When your energies are in balance, most people feel special in your presence and that they're totally seen, heard, and understood by you. That's so cute. That's such great strengths. You help people to be seen and you provide a sense of understanding. It's so beautiful. That's why feminine energy or the yin side of things, it's so, it's so beautiful. 
like there's a power in just helping people be seen. And I think that's too why a lot of men keep saying that they want this extra feminine woman if they if they say they extra masculine is because that woman is going to help them to be seen. And a lot of extra masculine men probably ain't never been seen before. And so you the cry out for extra feminine woman is so that she can see you. She can understand you because nobody else is taking the time to understand you. She is going to empathize and be that support system for you because nobody else has done that. So I think when, you know, these men are calling out for these extra feminine women, it's just because they haven't been able to be that for themselves or haven't had any of that energy around. Not to say they were going to be all feminine for themselves, but, you know, they haven't even tapped into that energy at all of just seeing themselves. You know how many men run away from just seeing themselves? I don't even know if men really like themselves sometimes because the way that they treat their bodies, the way that they, you know, don't push for them to be better sometimes. Because oh, with the, the female side of things or the feminine, let's say the feminine side of things, it's like she, she comes in and helps you to go or helps you to see things that you don't even see in yourself. And it's just like, it sucks that you haven't had that in your life. So now you're out here just searching for it. But it's, it's like, you could be that for yourself too at times. And of course you can have a woman that comes in and provide that for you, but you definitely can be that for yourself too. Um, but back to the, the greater yin. <laughs> so the balance of the greater yin or the, the negative parts of the greater yin is you're such an empath. You can easily be an energy sponge and take on the energy of any environment you're in. This can be very disempowering for you. You're especially in tune with parts of the day that hurt your feelings. And then it says tools for balancing um, a greater yin person is meditate, journal, sleep, nap, take time, Take time for yourself. Set aside time to feel your feelings. They're your super superpower, sorry. And this says, for your feelings are like a portal to your intuition and internal navigation system. They offer you helpful feedback when you don't set aside enough time for them. That feedback may come in retroactively as it can take you longer than most to process what, what just happened. Giving your uh, giving will put you in action and offer you your power back. Give volunteer help a uh, give volunteer help a friend out or practice random acts of kindness. Stop asking for advice and forfeiting your power to others and start turning your intuition to empower yourself. So basically, be that support that you often look for. I think for greater yin people, you look out for support than relying on yourself, which is why you can, when you're imbalanced, you could tend to be needy or what was the other word that they said? Sensitive is because you look out so much that you forget that you've got the power within yourself. 
Um, again, just like I just mentioned for the men, it's not bad that you are searching for that person or those people to come into your life and provide you with that support. It's just when you become overly dependent on that person, not realizing that you can be that for yourself, it harms rather than be, it gives too much of your power away. Then you're at the whim of a whole nother person. And it's like, you really have no autonomy over yourself at all. So it's like, rely on your superpower to be your best friend and then go out and give all of that to everybody else. But don't just look for other people to, you know, pour into your cup if you're not pouring into your cup when you have the capabilities to pour into your cup. So we're going to move on to me, which is the lesser yin, y'all. When I read through it, it's me, 100%. So it says, in general, you're pretty well balanced. You're sensitive and curious and likely more creative than analytical and more introverted than extroverted. You're self-aware and you're able to go with the flow. You may find yourself surrounded by more dominant personalities that tend to take charge. Your process is all yours, sometimes slower than others, but it's your journey of self-discovery and you appreciate truly connecting with it. You're enthralled by the process. Okay, actually y'all reading through that. Well, okay, so that's just the overview. And then when I go through the rest of it, it's me, but I think I might be a little bit more lesser yang, but I'm like lesser yang. Like I have pieces from lesser yang and lesser yin and it just really depends on what day it is <laughs> like i really be flowing in between and that's why i said i'm androgynous in a sense of my masculine and feminine it pick and choose when the hell it want to show up like it really do come in and out and so like where it says i like for other people to take charge i really I really do be wanting other people to take charge, but I think I just end up becoming the leader on accident, like accident purpose. Like I be leading and I wasn't even trying to lead and I become be becoming the leader and it's so annoying. But, you know, some of those things were true about me too, but I definitely know that I'm more likely to take the lead. But I am introverted, but I can be an extrovert. Like some of these things, and I think that's where my, my yin and yang be flowing in and not like it really just depends on where like what part of life I am in that is gonna flow in and out like that but let me keep going and not get thrown off <laughs> so the strengths of a lesser yin person is you create a safe space everywhere you go you're fluid with your feelings allowing other people to explore theirs you'll often advocate for those who aren't advocating for themselves even if you don't always advocate for yourself yes y'all that is me a hundred percent <laughs> like I don't even know how to not create a safe space I've learned not to judge so that people can open up to me more I like being a sponge and taking it all in but it's good that I'm not a full yin because I don't hold on to nobody's stuff and I feel like that's the difference between a great yin, greater yin and a lesser yin is when people give me their stuff I can let that shit go. Like, it's not going to come with me throughout the rest of my day. But for the greater yin, what it looks like is like, 
those are true empaths. Like they feel everybody else's stuff. And I'm personally, I'm glad I'm not a great again because I don't want to feel everybody else's stuff. I already got a lot for me that I be feeling. So, so I don't need nobody else's feelings on top of me as well. So that I think that's the biggest difference between the greater yin and the lesser yin is that, you know, people who tend to empathize or be an empath rather, they take everybody's feelings with them. I don't take nobody's feelings with me. <laughs> so yeah, like lesser yin people, we're not gonna take your feelings well, but we definitely, like they said, we're gonna provide that safe space. We're gonna advocate for you all at all times. But when I get to advocating for you, I'm done. Like, I don't hold that. I don't take it with me. And mm -mm, I can't take nobody else's stuff onto my, my plate. I got too much on my own plate for me to take anybody else's. Um, and then the imbalance is rolling with the punches is rad for, uh, for as long as it's making your life easier. If it leads to too much self-sacrificing or self-abandoning, it's going to catch up with you and eventually feel like bitterness, resentment, or like you're being taken for granted. It's okay to express your needs. They're just as valuable and important as anyone else's. Um, I'm gonna speak on that, y'all. That's why me and God number two blow straight to hell. Like, <laughs> we didn't blow straight to hell. Like, that's just if he was like what's up i'd be like what's up but you know being that i was i initially thought i was able to go with the flow but you know i wasn't able to go with the flow because i had developed the feels and stuff like that and instead of me communicating that effectively i started being passive aggressive and all this other stuff so you know it's just like you can't just go with the flow for everything and not be able to, you know, tell people when something no longer feels right. For me, I didn't know that when I was dealing with guy number two, it was really like, let's just go with the flow. Like I was down until like, you know, all the feelings and stuff that came with dealing with him hit. And then it was just like, okay, wait, I know I'm not supposed to bring this up and I already knew what it was. And then like, I never communicated it in the effective way that I needed more. I just started being passive aggressive and doing the most. And instead of either just communicating what I needed or walking away, but I'm more self-aware now. So I could go with the flow, which is I still am the go with the flow type of person. and. I don't care to jump into a relationship as soon as I get back into the dating scene. But now that I'm aware of when I do start feeling the feels, having that conversation, and if it's reciprocated, great. And if it's not knowing to walk away before you get more intimate with this person and get more bonded to this person and then let it Flow your ass straight to hell. So it's just like that's a big imbalance is not letting you go in with the flow, flow you into a direction that you are not ready for, you know? <laughs> um, and then uh, some more imbalances. You may have, wait, 
you may have a tendency to jump to assumptions and make up stories in your head rather than asking for further clarification. Different strokes for different folks. Even if you don't understand where a person is coming from, albeit pretty rare for you, try to take their uh, words at face value and respect their way of being. Offer them a bit of credit as way of offering yourself some peace of mind and let it go. Yes, y'all. I am really bad at that. And I think that's just the anxiousness that comes along with, you know, me and everything. I'll come up with a lot of different scenarios and I'll justify it in my head rather than just being able to ask. But you know what sucks is sometimes you can't ask. So <laughs> it's just like, okay, if I can't figure out what the sh what's going on, learning to just let it go and taking it as it is and being okay with that. Because sometimes you really try to make it more than what it is. And it's really all that, you know, was communicated to you. Being able to let go of situations and trust in people's words is very, very helpful. And I wish I knew all of this stuff before I came across guy number two. But, you know, you live and you learn. And then when I go out in the future, we'll apply these things just a little bit better. Um, and then, doo, doo, doo. tools for balancing, y'all. So it says creative projects are fun for you as they can be just as insightful as they are productive. While you do value simple sitting with your feelings and having a meditation or journaling practice, you're also into forward motion resolutions and measurable outcomes. The creative process can be a perfect mirror for your spiritual growth, whether you're learning learning the choreography to your favorite song or making a new handmade coffee mug in a pottery class, plan to get time for yourself and having something to show for it. Y'all, that is dead on me. Like right now, I'm about to move back in with my mom for a little bit. And I like already have in mind to transform the whole, the whole house. Like I'm really that home improvement kind of girl. Like I'm Bob the... I'm Barbara the Builder <laughs> because like all of that stuff inside me. I love looking for the DIYs and like I mounted my own TVs and learned how to do that stuff. So I've been looking up how to do the entertainment system so I can, you know, make a fly entertainment system for the living room and stuff like that. So I can't wait to do that. And then I love, I've always loved learning, like cheerleading a big ass learning situation like that was my learning thing as well as I bought a flute because I used to play flute in middle school so I can learn how to do that again so that is real and I didn't even know that I was balancing by doing these things but it makes sense as to why it would help is because you know sitting in your feelings is cool but I'd be wanting to do stuff too and so it make I like it. I like being able to see why I like doing all this other stuff and why it actually helps me and stuff like that. Because in my head, I was just doing these things because I like it. So now being able to see that these are actually you helping to balance yourself because you may be out of whack. It's like beautiful. And it's, it's that self-care, practicing that self-care. And, you know, it's great. Um, and then it says, give back to yourself. 
first and foremost, carve out time for your creative endeavors as well as some self-care time. You need both. The creativity will honor your yang and the self-care will honor your yin. Yes, y'all. <laughs> and then boundaries are also a big deal for you. Who they are becoming a big deal for me. They used to not be a big deal for me, but they're becoming a big deal for me because, like I said, I'm tired of getting concussions. Um, it says without them, your need for self-care may bleed into relationships, and you and so you'll get your feelings hurt a little too easily. All the time, y'all, all the time. Um, take space for yourself and take notice of how much easier your relationships get, how much less you actually need from them, and how much more you're able to offer in them. Boundaries will also help you assess who gets to sit at your table and who does not, y'all. Because everybody don't belong to be at your table. When people be like, what do you bring to the table do you even belong at the table? I don't even care what you bring to it. Like, do you even belong at the table? Because sometimes, like, that's really the question is, regardless of what you bring, do you belong here? Like, do you belong here? And so I'm really learning what boundaries would be best for me. Like, going through old relationships and figure out, like, one of the things is, like, not having people come into my home before we're serious or me going to their home before we're serious. Like I'm getting better with being able to say no, but it's just like, why tempt yourself if you don't need to? Like don't put cakes in front of a big person and tell them not to eat it. Like that's crazy. Like don't put a man in front of me and then think that I'm not finna touch on them. Like, that's just crazy. So I know that that for me is something that I have to put around myself, especially if I don't know the direction in which this man is headed in, you know, stuff like that. Um, but boundaries are there to protect you and not harm you. So being able to implement them and everything is so helpful. So that was something I definitely needed. Like, definitely. And I used to be one of those people that be like, oh, well, if you really care about this person, you're not going to need boundaries. And for some reason, it's like the people you really care about, you need the most boundaries for sometimes because, baby, you'll lose yourself and just giving. Because I think as people or that feminine side or that yin side just comes out where you just want to give. Well, no. Yeah, like, well, they say that yins are receivers or feminine sides are receiver, but I think we naturally, like, in the nature, the nurturing part of us is to give back and multiply. So it's like you always want to give, and sometimes that could be to your detriment. So being able to, you know, put a boundary around yourself with the people you care about the most ensures that you're not overly giving when you don't have it to give. Um, so yeah, now we're going to go to lesser yang. So the yang is going to be the masculine side of things. So the lesser yang is going to be in the middle of feminine and masculine, um, just like the lesser yin is in the middle. Um, so it might be a lot of men that are lesser yangs that to me, when I think of lesser yang, it makes me think of 
beta, but I wouldn't say beta because I feel like that had now has a bad connotation to it, and I don't like that. Um, so but it makes me think of that, you know, to correlate it or whatever. So it says, as in lesser yang, you're open-minded and kind-hearted. You expect a little more from life than most. You tend to be passionate and playful. You're into being creative and dreaming big with a healthy understanding of pragmatic, of pragmatics and limitations. You're, for, you're future-oriented and great at accomplishing goals without taking yourself too seriously or getting too bummed out when the stars don't align. And it says that your strengths are everyone seems to be drawn to you. You're curious and always learning and growing. You have the this knack for finding the magic and people and experiences. You make life look easy. You have a lovely balance of fierce and flow with a great sense of adventure and a healthy work-life balance. There's way too much life out there to discover to limit yourself to just one area of interest so y'all this is why i say i flow i probably flow in between lesser yin and lesser yang like because it's like the way that they said it on the website is lesser yin tends to be 80 percent um well i want to say it was like 80 to 60 percent of feminine and then 20 to 40 percent of masculine and then lesser yin lesser yang rather would be the opposite. So 80 to 60% of masculine and then 20 to 40% of feminine. The reason why I say I probably float in between is because I think that my feminine probably be in the 50s somewhere and the masculine be in the 40s somewhere. And then when it switch, it'd be like the masculine is in the 50s somewhere and the is in the 40 somewhere like i i think i personally flow in between lesser yang and lesser again like it again it just depends on where i am in life i naturally flow because a lot of that was me like just like a lot of the lesser yin was me i think most people that are lesser yin tend to be lesser yang too and vice versa because it's, it's you're just flowing in between both your masculine and feminine energy so effortlessly that I think that most people in the middle tend to flow in between. And then the people that are super masculine and people are super feminine, they don't know how to flow. I don't think they have the capabilities of really flowing in between. But I think most people probably flow in between. And then your outliers are the people that's mostly feminine and mostly masculine. I think that's 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 more accurate. I think average people or the average amount of people in the world probably are mostly masculine and feminine. Like they know how to pull on both traits. And then the outliers are the people that are mostly well, like all masculine and then all feminine. Like that's not really realistic for everybody to just be most like to be all feminine and all masculine. Like those are your outliers to me reading through this. I could be wrong, but to me reading through this, I think most people probably flow in between the lesser yin and lesser yang. 
And then it says the strength of lesser yang is everyone seems to be drawn to you. You're curious and always learning and growing. You have this knack for finding the magic in people and experiences. You make life look easy. You have a lo lovely balance of fierce and flow with, uh, wait, did I read that? Wait, with a great sense and a healthy work life. Oh, y'all, I'm sorry. I already read that. <laughs> the imbalance of the lesser yang person <laughs> is you've got a little extra yang um, energy in you. And if you don't use it wisely, it will turn against you. So the way they explain yang is your cosmic creation. So you like to, to do, again, you're a doer. So you like creating and doing and all this other stuff. Um, and then it says that despite everything being great, you may feel trapped, stuck, or anxious. You may tend to self-sabotage when things are like going good, which is why I feel like a lot of, because they say a lot of times like people who feel like it's too good to be true, they tend to fuck it up. That's probably your, your lesser yang people. It's the people who everything is going great. So you feel the need to have to mess it up. That's your imbalance. Because things can really be great. But because of maybe past traumas or stuff going wrong, where you feel like the other shoe is about to drop, you got to fuck it up. Like, you got to. It's only right. <laughs> And then it says, um, tools for balance is nurture your never-ending curiosity, innocence, sense of adventure, and desire for growth. Whatever it is, you will ultimately outgrow it and need something new. Plan for this so it doesn't surprise or upset you. Create a bucket list of all you wish to do in your lifetime and see how many of those you can accomplish each year. Add in some adventures and it will reduce the drama in your life prioritize it as self-care. And then lastly, it says, just because you're often the life of the party doesn't mean it's your social responsibility to go to every party. Just because others feel close to you doesn't mean you're obligated to reciprocate the feelings. You're the kind of person everyone wants as a bestie. Do yourself a favor and be your own bestie first and choose others' besties according to how much value they add to your life, not how much value you're adding to theirs. Um, so yeah for lesser yang people you're always on go and you always want the new which is why you don't like when things are stagnant and which is why you got to mess it up so how to channel that energy i'm guessing what they're saying is come up with new activities to learn like every year they said maybe choose two hobbies that you can learn probably for the first part of the year in the second part of the year or at the same time or whatever and then like for the next new year or whatever when you know you are tired of the same old same old come up with something new as well as the bucket list thing like that bucket list thing is usually these experiences that you want to create before you're off this earth i think that would be helpful for not self-sabotaging as well if you're always doing something new you don't have to necessarily leave a relationship or leave a job or leave, you know, these big stable environments because you are an unstable creature. <laughs> so it's like 
transfer that unstableness into the activities around you. And it says prioritize it as self-care because that is something that is within you where you always feel like you got to do something new. Don't mean you always got to have a new woman or always get a new job or stuff like that. But it does mean that you have to find a way to make an aspect of your life always doing something new and not sticking with the same old, same old. Because you like to mess up your own life for no reason. So if you put that into your hobbies, then you won't mess up the big things in life because you will have something that you're always doing something new and you don't feel like you're in the same old, same old routine. Um, and then lastly, for the greater yang is that's your extra masculine people. <laughs> so it's you're a boss and you know it. Everyone knows it. You're always wait. You've always been a, na a natural leader. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why I just start fumbling the tone like that. It's likely the kids on the playground assigned you that role before you could even cognitive cognitively process the magnitude of your strengths. You're a fabulous problem solver. You think big, dream big, and shift energy in a big way. Your strengths, you can hustle without feeling burned out. You move mountains. You often save the day. You're totally tapped into the bigger picture and you're fabulous at keeping your eyes on the prize. You're all mind over matter and what a beautiful mind you have. You've been blessed with a little extra energy, motivation and drive. You think fast, excel and grow faster than most. Your imbalance though, is if you're not already referring to yourself as type A, which type A tends to be those leaders and those hustlers and go-getters. And again, that you focus so much on your masculinity that you gotta do. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure others are. It's easy for you to feel failed by or be disappointed at others. People may not even bother helping you out because they know you'll do a better job than they will. They may get easily intimidated by you and not share really relevant, important information that could be impactful to your relationship with them. You give too much and don't receive enough. Even if another, hold on, wait. Even if another won't complete the task as well as you, let them do it and reserve your energy. You know you'll have plenty of opportunities to exercise your power, save your energy for those that count the most. Yes, y'all, like those those uh, greater gang people, yeah, you might be these type A people, but you got to learn how to like take a step back. You ain't got to be on go a thousand percent of the time. And I think when you're looking at all of these uh, CEOs and stuff, they're learning to release the reins just a little bit. Or, you know, the owners of these companies, they're learning to release the reins and have people even like now you just seen Rihanna, if you've seen it. She uh, made so another woman her CEO on Fenty or whatever. And it's just like. You know, a lot of these type A personalities or these greater yang people, they be on go so much that they forget that it's other people around them that can help them. And to to slow down and, and tend to other things because you don't have to be on go so much. Like other people around you can help you. 
but you also got to create a space for them to help you because you be on go so much because you're like this doer, doer, doer. Some people don't even know where they fit into your life. So I think that's a lot of the, the, what is it? The pushback that men are having with these masculine women or these type A women is that they do so much that men don't really know where they're going to fit into their life. And that's why I feel like is is you gotta learn how to let go of the reins sometimes and pass and delegate and all that good stuff. But it's gonna talk about that in the tools for imbalance. So let's go over that. So the tools for imbalance is can't nobody stop a star from shining, period. I like that. <laughs> Lean into your strengths without apology or trepidation. The sooner you own that you're a strong, benevolent leader, the easier it would be for others to follow suit and help you out. What's cool about you is that while you were born with all the cosmic consciousness that has you totally winning in life, you're also a sweetheart and not trying to win if it means others lose. Trust that everyone wins when you take control. It's a position of great responsibility and not for everyone. Yes. Because I I don't think I'm a type A person. Like, yeah, I like being a leader and all this other stuff. But baby, I burn out very easily. And I think that's the feminist side of me. That just burns out. Like, I, I'm not a type A person. So I applaud type A people or those gritty young people for being able to, I wish I could hustle like that, but I know my role. It ain't that, it ain't that. So it's like, I would love to be able to be now right up under maybe that COO, <laughs> instead of the CEO, the COO right there helping out with the company. But I know that the work ethic that I have is not that of a type A person. So like y'all are beautiful stand in that, be able to lead with that, but also know that you ain't got to do everything yourself. That's why you got to see, uh-oh, here to help, but, you know, trust that we can help, you know, be able to loosen the reins, you know, um, and then lastly, it says, don't be afraid to delegate either, so you'll see, oh, <laughs> let others pull through, let them fall, let it be a reflection of them and not you, also get comfortable watching people fall apart and make totally preventable mistakes. It's the only way they'll learn and grow into better versions of themselves and become better able to support you. Maybe it's not that everyone is so incompetent, but it's more that you're ultra competent. Before judging others or feeling let down, slow your roll. Take a moment to explain yourself and your expectations. Teach others how you work as way of inspiring them to rise. Um, repeat after me. I am a great giver and an excellent receiver. So let go of them reins, delegate. A great yang person is a person that knows how to delegate. And I think that going back to the imbalances from the picture that I showed earlier, it was just like one of the problems is for people whose yang or masculine energy is out of balance is that sense of control. You don't trust nobody, so you don't release the rings and you feel like you got to have control of everything. And it's like, no, you can chill, you can delegate, and 
You can trust that the people around you are going to do what you have taught them to do or what you have inspired or what is demonstrated to do. Like you ain't got to control everything. And that's a matter of trusting that you are that guy or that girl. So now you are able to go out and put people around you that got your back. In your front, in your side, in your side. Like, they got you. Trust that you did what you were supposed to do as that type A person or as that leader to put people around you that can handle the responsibilities that you place on them. And if they fuck up, it's okay. Because you probably had to fuck up to even get to where you got. So you got to be okay with them messing up and knowing that, you know, they'll get it on track. But don't feel like you got to have a sense of control over everything because it's not realistic. You only one person. Yeah, you might can work the times of 10 men put together, 10 women put together, but you are only one person and you got to be able to share the responsibility with the team that you have built around you. So let go and let God. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, let go, let God, but let the people around you too that that you put around you. It don't make no sense for a Rihanna to, you know, get these people around her and then she never trusts to pass the CEO, CEO, CEO position to somebody else. She has did what she was supposed to do, which was put in that that work and hit the ground running because she's a type A personality, but now she trusts the people around her to come in and be able to delegate and get to relax. Just like, was it Jeff Bezos? I don't think Jeff Bezos is on like doing the heavy lifting at Amazon either. I think he has trusted the people around him and passed along and delegates. And now other people really take on that hands-on position at Amazon. So it's like, you know, when you look at all these type A people and you see them, like, at some point they learn to let go. You can't have the control for forever. It's not realistic, especially if you want to have a life outside of work. If you want to have a life, you better learn how to let go. Like, if you dedicate all of your time and energy to a business or whatever, you're not going to be able to cultivate any of your relationships and life without relationships suck. <laughs> so learn how to let go. It's okay. Let go. <laughs> but yeah. So, and then how I wanted to end it all together, which is um, in the Bible, when you get married, it says two becoming one. I think I understand why it says that is because like off of the energy aspect of it, let's just go off of that. If a masculine person comes with a feminine person, then of course two is becoming one because you got this extra masculine, I got this extra feminine, now we're one because within our house, our household, we both have masculine and feminine. As in you bring in that energy, I bring in this energy and it works in its own way because we've learned how to make it work. And then for everybody else, because again, I think, majority of people are lesser yin, lesser yangs. Um, when you come into it, you tend to find people that are lesser yins and lesser yangs. And depending on the circumstance, 
you learn how to flow in and out with each other. Like in certain situations, your woman or your wife is going to be able to take that lead. And in certain situations, your man or your husband is going to be able to take that lead. And it works because y'all have figured out how to make it work. And that's the two energies now becoming one is that us coming together with each other because we know how to flow in and out of our energies, we're always going to be one because our maybe my 60% of feminine and your 40% of masculine works in this situation specifically. And then your, well, not 40% of masculine. That's not what I meant. Hold up. <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to say, I ain't going to say percentages because it ain't going to make sense. But y'all know how to ebb and flow with each other in and out of y'all's um, masculine and feminine. The, it just works. And then two becoming one, the person you are and the person I am, when we come together, we are literally the same people. So with your masculinity, I'm going to end up developing that masculinity and you're going to end up developing my femininity because I come in with femininity. Doesn't mean that now you're going to be mostly feminine and I'm going to be mostly masculine. It just means that because of us being in each other's spaces and giving each other, you know, feedback and learning each other and working with each other, we're just one and how we flow. There is no, you do this because you're the man. You do this because you're the woman. It's, we do this because, or you do this because that's what you're best at. And you do this because that's what you're best at. And we make it work. When I hear some of the couples online, when I go to the couples, I've been looking for mostly couples to talk and not anything else. It's just like, I I see the the beauty in when a, a person says that my my husband doesn't have to always come home and cook because I can and then my wife doesn't always have to come home and cook because I can or I took care of getting the car fixed and they didn't have to worry about this or I could handle the finances because they don't have to worry about this because I'm better at this and they're better at this and apply sex or whatever, wherever you want to apply it. But it's just, you take what each person is best at and you apply it. I genuinely think we're supposed to be complementary to each other, which is why we become one rather than just completely opposite each other. Like, or maybe you can be opposite and still be complimentary. Um, I think that it is going to be hard for two feminine people to come together or two masculine people to come together, which is why, again, I think that, you know, these quote unquote super masculine people want feminine people. But again, most people are flowers. Slow your ass and figure out what's best for your relationship. You'll do way better knowing that your partner's good at this. I'm good at this. You put your shit here, you put your shit there, and we go and buy our business. Again, a great leader knows how to delegate. So you knowing what is best from your partner, 
And you know what's best, the, the stuff you bring to the table and you being able to delegate that, that's so helpful. Then just being like, oh, because you're the woman you're cooking. Well, if you cook way better than me, why are you going to make me cook? If your food hit a little differently than mine, why are you going to make me cook? Or if I know how to hang a TV and you ain't never knew how to hang a TV, why would I make you look that stuff up just because I'm the woman and you're the man? Like, I know how to hang a TV. And if my man don't know how to hang a TV, it's not doing anything. I know how to cook. If my man don't, if he cook better than me, he gonna cook. Or like, I clean, but I pray that a man that clean better than me come because I don't like the clean aspect. Now I cook, but I pray a man comes into my life that cleans better than me so they can do that. But it's just like, put your, your, your skills in the right places. Instead of just being like, oh, you're feminine, so you do this and you're masculine. Because most of us are in between. So let that in between guide you to the best places possible. And as a man, and y'all want to be these leaders, y'all need to learn how to delegate a little bit better. Because if you're going to tell this woman that she need to be cooking and she ain't never cooked a day in her life, you got to do better. You got to do better because what's she going to do, burn the water? Like, like, what's she gonna do? <laughs> she gonna be, she gonna be confused. Or y'all gonna be eating out all the time? Cause now she could order. She definitely could do that. So it's just like be, be aware of what your partner is bringing to the table, so that you could put y'all skills to the best uses possible for the family. Cause that's the most important thing is family and what's best for the family unit. Not because you're the woman and you're going to do this and you're the man, you're going to do this. It's like, no, you're you're good at this, so you do this. You're good at this and you do this. And go about your business. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to end it, y'all, because I don't know what else I can say. <laughs> but, yeah, be, be okay being both. And if you're not feminine, I pray that your feminine person comes along. And if you're not masculine, I pray your masculine person comes along. But if you like me and you flow in between that lesser yin and lesser yang, then I pray that your match comes into your life as well. Because we need that balance or that homeostasis within our life. So yeah. So next week, y'all, I'm going to talk about values because I was at work uh, Friday um, and we were going over like uh, uh, I do groups and stuff with uh, the kids in the area. And on Fridays we do poetry. So we were talking about values and we had to literally choose like one value that meant the most to us. And I was just like, wait a minute, that's a little hard because a lot of values are very essential. And being able to uphold them within your life or find people that bring them into your life is so important. And I just want to go over values because I low-key feel like ain't nobody got no values no more. Or they don't practice. Or they only want people to bring in certain values, but they don't have it themselves. So I just want to go over values and, you know, why they're important to me or the ones that, less, the ones that are important to me and kind of go through those with y'all because... 
yeah, we don't talk about values and morals as much as we should, and that's a problem. So I want to talk about that. So we're going to talk about that next week. <laughs> so yeah, y'all like, comment, subscribe, and then check me out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then I hope that y'all follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Yes, y'all. I enjoy chatting with y'all, and I can't wait to talk about values with y'all next week. <laughs> so, yes, this is Talk Your Shit with Deja, where we drop the eye because not only can I talk our shit, but I want you to talk your shit, too. And I will tune in with y'all next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Bye.